Girl's best friend, his dark material podcast. I'm Christina, and with me is Vijaya. Hi, it's me, Sarah. Hi, guys. I'm here this week. <laughs> and Steph. Zero fish, zero stars. Yes, and the theme of this week's episode is where are all the fish? Really wanted Give some fish. God damn it, fish. fish. Okay. Moving on. Just a single little dried fish. I have some notes. <laughs> you have. All, I also have notes. I have. Before we start asking the relevant questions about the episode mm-hmm. and like the content, where do, mm-hmm. where do we know where they shoot where they shot this episode? I was wondering that too. I think it might be Iceland. I will look into it. I was guessing either Iceland or Northern Ireland. It looks yeah. Icelandic, um, yeah, but it also looks like a lot of sound stages and green screen. Yeah, fair. So I don't know how much. Uh, my very important question before we actually get started is. I, I wrote this before I even watched the episode, and it still stands. I said, if I don't goddamn see goddamn James McAvoy, I'm going to throw something. And guess what, guys? I had to throw something at the end of this episode. I was so mad. <laughs> I am so surprised they haven't even shown him at all. Like just, very ballsy. Just like a little quick little glimpse of his face in a prison cell yeah. or... In a f- even a flashback. A flashback, yeah. And it's I'm like honestly nothing. surprised. The, yeah. Later in the episode where um, Lyra is hugging Lee, I was like, if I was in any production of any kind that had Lin-Manuel uh, like, involved, I would just be like, I understand that you want to do this scene this way, but what if I was hugging him instead? And, <laughs> and she said, I would be like, what? James McAvoy would be just around, but like very like shirtless, and I was like, "But it's <laughs> yeah, cold." And she's like, camera, "Yeah, it doesn't no make shirt. sense." But I mean, we all want it. I like, mean, you it doesn't wrong. have to make one hundred percent sense. There's, there's, goddamn, there's goddamn talking polar bears. We can have a shirtless James yes, McAvoy. Right. It's not that hard. The good place found a way to make the the Cheaty nether- shirtless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And it was that great. was a blessed episode. And God and God bless. God I bless. I rewatched it today. <laughs> As you do every day. Guys, I have a question. What is what is Troll's son? It's a location. Which which location is that one? It's um uh, it's the the town where they got the bear. Oh, okay. So that's not Okay, so that's where they that's where they filmed that one in um in uh in the UK. Oh, okay. Like oh, not okay. like like in Wales. Huh. Not far from Cardiff. Oh. But I don't, I don't. There was a lot of green screen involved. Yeah, I don't know where they did the other ones. Like, they did a lot of the exterior shots, but you could do a lot of that probably with, if you don't have any people in, you can do a lot of that sh- that stuff with drone. But who knows? Yeah. They, I feel like oh, they have, yeah. must have a big budget. They must spend it all on CGI, but. Not enough. I do like that you veered away from shit to stuff. Me? You started with shit, and well, you went to stuff. I just <laughs> censored myself for our uh, younger audience. But after the fact. <laughs> well, you know. You know. Mm. Do you think, like, Game of Thrones fans were like, it's the crossover we've been waiting for? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that would have been better, honestly. Yeah, so what did you guys think of this episode overall? I was very stressed and very sad. Oh. It's funny, because you were all like, Zero stars because of fish. And I was like, this is my favorite episode I've watched so far. Really? Really? Because it's my least favorite. Oh, I liked, I thought I thought stuff was finally fucking happening. Everything I else think it's was- because I've only read the one book and like a quarter of the second book. And y'all have read a lot, the books many times. And Sarah has not. I, I will admit, stuff, stuff did happen. But I'm mostly mad about one particularly particular thing. I guess, I guess... I things that I liked about it in from a like a, a high level view are I really liked the scenery and things like that. I liked that there was adventure. I liked that there was some creepiness. We weren't sure there was mystery. There was the potential of a ghost. Everyone's like a ghost. I'm like, come on, they're talking polar bears again. A yeah. ghost is not that big <laughs> of a stretch, you guys. Lee Scoresby. Being like, ghosts are weird. You're standing next to a talking polar bear, and there was a witch at the camp last I'm night. I'm just saying. But in the book, they also didn't think it was weird. They were like, 
The yeah. reason you can't go is because, of course, there are fucking ghosts. There are too many ghosts, and we don't yeah. have time for that. I reread it. <laughs> Ain't as nobody we were got time for that. I would have loved that. I would have loved that them to be so like, girl, too many ghosts. But I just felt maybe I also, maybe it's uh, me. I'd have to like reflect back on the previous episodes, but is in comparison with last week's episode, which I watched immediately before this one, that one I found like. It's kind of the reason I don't like the Quidditch scenes is that it felt like the last episode was a lot of rootin' tootin', you know, adventure, but with mm. no real... Like, there wasn't a lot to it. It was like, hey, we're going to this place, and then there's this bear, and the bear had his armor stolen, and that's it. And now this episode, stuff is going on, and I just liked that. Okay. I just realized that the ultimate reason why this is not a great episode, too, no Mrs. Coulter. Yep. Yeah. I noticed that right away. She was in it a little... Wait, was she in it? No jo- no James McAvoy and no Mrs. Coulter. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking about... Oh, and that's... I guess that's the other thing, too, is I don't like... I don't... I don't love when they go into a lot of the... Uh, the magister- Magisterium? Magisterium. Magisterium. I almost... I keep want to say Mysterium. Uh, magisterium stuff. I'm not always super into it because they're trying to be really veiled with everything. And I'm kind of like... Just reveal your evil plan already. We kind of already know it has something to do with taking people's demons and taking their dust and potentially using that to get to other dimensions or whatever. Just reveal your plan. It's not that... It's just... I don't want to have to keep listening to this boring banter with priests. So uh, that's my only thing with those guys. I think what you don't like is exposition. I don't yeah. like exposition. You like you like things to happen, not to... You like, you like show, don't tell. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Not Quidditch. <laughs> That's something happening. Yeah, well, because Quidditch is just stuff Yeah, Quidditch happening. is neither show nor tell. Yeah, Quidditch it is... has almost zero importance to any of it. Just action. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, just a distraction. I was surprised to see Will, because apparently I did not read um, book two well enough, the hour <laughs> quarter that I read. We just skipped the, the first chapter. Because I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, you mean, okay, well, first of all, speaking of exposition, the episode started with the prophecy thing again. You know how I feel about a prophecy Uh, thing. No prophecies. Stop it. We don't need more prophecies. Like, (laughs) why? I I guess my biggest question is, do we need, I feel like we don't need a prophecy to be invested in this story. There's already witches that you can summon with pine needles or something, and there's already... Like, why do we yeah. need a prophecy? That's a really good point. Prophecies are are pretty weak. I feel like this world is rich enough and that Lyra's an interesting enough, you know, protagonist that I'm already behind her. I'm already interested mm-hmm. in where she's going and what she's doing. I don't need her to be a chosen one. In fact, that makes me like her less. Is it because you're burnt out on reading Harry Potter? No, I think <laughs> I think any I hate I hate movies. I just can't deal with movies that start with like prophecy foretells why like if we discover maybe further down the road that there's a prophecy like i'm still kind of it just feels it just feels really tired you know it just feels tired i don't know that's fair and i think most most movies use prophecy as a crutch to move the story into the positions it needs to go as opposed to like in fiction prophecy can be interesting because it's either false or it's a trick Right, it traps you. Greek prophecy is hilarious because it's like, you're definitely going to marry your mother and everyone's like, we got to fix this. And then they don't. And then then they don't. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's not funny, but if you look at it through my eyes, it's funny. Oedipus is not really a comedy, but yeah. Traditionally, the opposite of a comedy is is that one. It's kind of (laughs) funny. Uh, but I do, I do think that little Will boy is cute, and he's definitely gonna fall in love with Lyra, and they're gonna be together. So that's already gonna happen. I can see that coming. Um, but I, that doesn't bother me. But just the idea that they're on these parallel paths and they're gonna fall in love is was cute. But I just wrote more prophecy. I don't know. <laughs> is the prophecy that big of a deal in the book? No. Yes. Oh. I mean, it becomes a big deal, but in the first book, it's like yeah, not in the first. People book. are talking about it, and you're like. I guess. And then you move on. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was interesting that, again, I don't hate the movie as much as you all do. Um, I thought it was interesting that they are choosing to do the Will timeline. It makes sense. Yeah. In the show, because the timeline kind of correlates. But I thought it was interesting that they did this um, versus in the movie, Will was not in it at all. But that that also is because they were expecting to make a movie, like a sequel, and yeah. they were like, oh, nobody fucking liked this movie, 
So let's not do that. So wait, is Will is Will in the second book or the third book or something? Just the second and the third. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't show up, but I actually no, I agree with you. I think it it's a fine artistic choice. Yeah. I I don't like the way I don't like the way that they did it in this episode because I hated the cinematography. Really? Why? Oh. Which is really specific and I realize that. But like, okay, so you know the scene where so Tony has just died and Ma Costa is singing to him and it's heartfelt and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and then you just have this cut scene to Will in the bed. Oh okay. It totally yeah. spoils the emotional resonance. Okay. And it's just like I actually one of my one of my notes was actually that I thought that they like editorially I would have I understand they ended it in a different place than I was expecting mm-hmm. them to end the episode. But editorially I would have ended with that piece because I thought it was really emotionally it really resonated emotionally and that would have been a really beautiful ending. But yeah, I thought that was a really weird cut. It was a it was a boring cut. It cut to his mom or something looking in a mirror. It was a very unnecessary reveal too, where she's like, "It's the same snowsuit. We're in Bolvanger." It's like, yeah, yeah where we the know fuck that. else would you be? Yeah, well, can we get we can get to that later because I did have a question about that. But does Billy die in the book? No. No. So okay. we okay. So this is the thing um, we talked about. Uh, Sarah, we talked about this last year or last week because you weren't here. Um, it's spoiler zone. So sorry. In the in the book, it's a character called uh, Tony Macarios, and he's just a random kid. Um, so they made Billy, Billy that character, that kid. In okay. this, which I predicted last week, and I was right. Oh, yay. I did. I forgot that. Yeah. Um, but Jaya, one thing I like was just realizing maybe the reason you don't remember Will that much is because like. It's pre- his way, the way he's brought in is presented so much differently in this than in the book. Because in, in the book, like, Will is super quiet and introverted. And he's basically by himself, like, the first couple chapters that he's in it. And so it's all inner monologue, which obviously doesn't make good TV. So they've had to introduce him earlier, show more than tell. Yeah. Um, because, like, in the book, you just get him rattling off, like, his mom is sick. She's paranoid. Like, there's something wrong. And... Then these men started coming around and oh, now blah, I blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Now I remember. Yeah, but it's thing. all, like, in one yeah. chapter, it's all inner monologue. Good cow. So, yeah, maybe that's why you don't remember it, because it's presented, like, very differently. He, he does he does really read, though, as introverted and yeah. kind of lonesome. I thought they did it. I thought that was that was pretty good. He's he's that. He's great casting. He's like, oh, he's he's adorable. He's so cute. He does look way older than Lyra, though. Is his dad hot priest? Yes. yes. Okay. That's what I, that was. That was one of my questions. Spoilers. What, what's well? No, they talked about him in a different episode or showed him in a different episode, right? Yeah. No, they. We know that. Okay. We know that that's his dad. Yeah. I thought. I thought we had learned that. Or we I, talked about this in the chat. Uh, the mom. So the actress. Her name is uh, Nina Sosanya. She's awesome. And we. Ta- she's awesome. She's been in like everything British. And girl has like they talk about or uh, when when fucking what's his nuts goes by and he's like oh you haven't aged a day, that is actually true. Like we li- I literally watched Love Actually last yes. night and she looks the same. She looks the same. She is an ageless goddess. Yes. It's well, it's so funny because I saw her and I, I was like, well, I know she's in an episode of Doctor Who, which is yeah. the least helpful thing to know a person from because <laughs> there's no way you're going to be able to look them up. So I just I was yeah. like, I know her from something, and she's in so many. She's just recently in Good Omens, but she's also you know oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah she's also in a great British comedy. I remember her from Killing Eve and Love Actually. Yeah. I just remember seeing her pissed off face, and that is from Love Actually. Well, she's also in she's also in this really great British comedy W1A, which is like uh, making fun of the BBC, and it's really hilarious. Ooh, I think it's on Netflix. And then she's also in this old old series of Casanova, which is like Casanova, the famous lover, and David Tennant mm-hmm. plays Casanova and has this weird ponytail, and it's great. Oh, what I've never heard what? of this. Oh my god. Yes, and Peter and Peter O'Toole's in it. It's from oh my god. It's like gotta be early to mid two thousands. It that is sounds good. Yeah, actually, it, the, the hair is terrible. It's actually not a bad series. Okay, it's probably cringeworthy if I go back and watch it though. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna do that. So I'll let you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for everybody, we're big fans of Nina over here. Yeah. Yeah, yep. she's a babe, and she's such a great actress. The, yeah, the, she's I gotta great. say the the women, the mothers, they're all killing it. Yeah, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Coulter, Ma Costa, and Will's mom. Oh man, Ma Costa! This episode, I was loving. She worked. She had a lot to do and not a lot of screen time or yeah. lines to do it in, and yeah. she did her fucking best. 
Good yeah, job. she was great. Well, I loved at the end when they said something about this is why we have to like this is why we have to, you know, go after them or something. She's like, this is why we have to kill them. And I was like, oh, girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes, girl. Wow. Wow. I also think that the kids are doing a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. The kids are very good actors. Will's doing well. Will's doing, Will's doing well. well. Lyra is doing well. Daphne Keene's doing pretty good. No. Yeah. yeah. The guy who plays Tony is doing pretty good. Yes. They're not they're not making me cringe. All those tears that fell out of his eyes. Yes. All those tears that came out of his eyes. Lynn Manuel is uh, a delight. Yes. Well, he's a snack. I don't understand why anyone thought his performance was like he's he's wonderful. It's fine. Yeah, the, the only line that didn't land was when I said this in the chat, but like, oh yeah, <laughs> Lyra tells him, "You're not an easy man to like," which is the greatest line <laughs> yeah. in Western civilization. Yeah, right. As he's like, like lounging, as, as she immediately, as she immediately is drawn to him all the time. Yeah. like in terms, right. of, not in a gross She's way. She's hugging like him a... by the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that and the the ghost skepticism. His life was saved by a grumpy polar bear. Like. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have a lot of love. Yeah. His rabbit, his demon's a rabbit, which is also adorable. Like, there's there's nothing on yeah. Earth that is not appealing about Lin-Manuel Miranda in, a, a, like, a duster jacket with a bunny rabbit. Like, come on. Oh my God. And kind of like a, a uniform-looking thing underneath it. And, like, yeah. his costuming is great, actually, because yeah. it, it really sets him apart from all of these, like, British people. Yeah. Like, he's... Very like they don't go, they haven't gotten into his uh, background that much, but he's like very obviously like from a different place. He's like you can tell he's ex-military, mm-hmm. like all this. They do it. They tell the costuming in general in this show is fan fucking tastic, and his clothes st- tell a story. Yeah, oh, I looked yeah. actually. I actually looked up the costumer because I really like the costumes. She's she hasn't really done. She hasn't been the the head costumer on any anything really mm. yet. But she was assistant. Um, she was like the assistant costumer on Downton Abbey. Oh. So there you go. Got a girl. Yeah. All right. Got good chops. Um, okay, so I have a question. They mentioned using dust for bridges. Does that mean that you got to use the demon dust to travel dimensionally? That's a question that we shouldn't answer. <laughs> Watch and find out. Okay. Also, this is why I did not like the episode. It was extremely blatant. It was extremely... Like, it wasn't even explaining things. It was mansplaining things. It, it was, was, like, very straightforward. Like, Maybe we yeah. need to find some things out, but books are different than TV shows, I guess. Yeah. So well, I how think many how many episodes do they have left to explain it? Three, like two or three. Three. Yeah, they have three. And I'm more assuming episodes. I'm assuming obviously they're gonna have. Well, I have no idea how well it's performed. I'm kind of assuming they're gonna have a second season. I don't know. Yeah, I think they have already almost like, almost certainly. My guess is my guess is even though the CGI costs a lot of money, most of it is filmed in Cardiff, which is, so like a lot of the set pieces they don't have to really pay a lot of money for. So you know, there's probably in terms of like versus Game of Thrones is pretty cheap to film. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so I figured that they have to set up this whole thing for her going to that weird hospital. And I figured, well, I mean, it made sense like when they saw what they kept talking about the dust um, mm-hmm. in the earlier episodes. It had to be used like flu powder or something, right? Yeah, I I understand the the medium's different, and get, I understand it probably would have taken a lot of finessing to make it both clear and subtle. But this is the thing that you want to spend the time on, kind of right. like right. This is the central mystery. This is not like. Oh, by the way, there are demons. Like, okay, fine. Tell me that and then show me that. But, like, this is really important. No one can see me making hand gestures on a podcast. <laughs> but we can feel it emotionally in your you voice. Can hear it. We can hear your hand gestures. Because I'm covering my mouth. <laughs> and- <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I think that if it's something of that, it was. it's pretty blatantly obvious. Or if that's what it's going to be, it's obvious. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm going to be fooled. But the, yeah, it could have been a little bit more subtle for, sh- for sure. Yeah, I think they're generally uh, treating it like most of the audience is a dumb idiot who doesn't have a podcast where you discuss things in detail <laughs> right after watching it, too. But they didn't dumb down Game of Thrones. Eh? Uh, they dumbed down some of it a little bit in the beginning. In the early seasons, I think they did, actually. But it was also, they were like, hey, you're here for this. We're just going to throw you in a bunch of different places. And, like, I remember yeah, true. 
a lot of people being like, I don't remember who that character is. And they weren't helping you. Do you think, do you think that the assumption is that this is there, that HBO is approaching this more as a family show than whereas Game of Thrones, they think this is an adult show. Therefore for, even though I still think that they could have, I still think that they could treat it with more care and intelligence. I mean, again, I haven't read the book, so I do not know, but you know, kids aren't dumb. They're not, especially kids who like fantasy stuff. Like mm-hmm. mythology is so intricate and kids know that shit. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know why they chose to do that, but my feeling is that they, they're doing that because it's quote unquote, a family show. Yeah. I think you're right. I think, yeah, there's, there's potentially kids or at least like teens. Yeah. Young watching this. Yeah. Like tweens watching. Yeah. I mean, in like, as we get more into it, like you get into some pretty deep metaphysical concepts. So maybe they're trying to lay all the groundwork really thick now. But yeah, it's a lot of exposition, like we said. Although, by the way, I did really like the idea. I wrote this down, but I really liked the so the idea of of available between worlds being thin on certain nights and at certain times is obviously a you know age old sort of belief. There, you know, like Halloween, all that stuff, right? There's always <laughs> specific days. But I love the idea that the Northern Lights are yeah. are sort of what triggers that because it feels because they feel magical when you see them, right? So I love that they that that mythos sort of that they actually are magic in a way um, was incorporated. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, the original title for the Golden Compass in the UK was the Northern Lights. Oh well, there you go. Which is I was thinking about this as I was watching it. It's such a better title. That is a better title. Is it? Yeah, I think so. It is, but I know why they did it because they want three objects in a series. Yeah, but the alethiometer is not a compass. I know. That's true. <laughs> The, the amber spyglass is not really a spyglass. I suppose, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I don't know if that'd be a better or worse name, because I think, I don't know, maybe as, a, as I don't I what I think that that was like an, a Jack London-esque novel, what I think, I actually read a book, a teen, a teen book called Northern Lights when I was younger, and it was about a murder, so. That actually might be why, it might be that they were worried about the confusion between the two titles. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't remember, I don't remember. It's true, it is more generic. Much, but, yeah. but, huh. I don't know. That'd be funny if that were the reason. But I did like that. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, that was very, very explicitly explained to us by Witch Bay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about witches. Oh, my God. My favorite she subject. Great. Yeah, she's killing it, that dress. Mm-hmm. That was, again, costume design. Killing it. That old actor got a kiss from a very young actress. Mm-hmm. That's how Hollywood does it these days. That was not... My most comfortable moment, but I like at least they established that they had a relationship, though. Right. It it wasn't gross in world. No, but I th- yeah. What I didn't like about that is that I know that everyone is a really good actor, and they just don't get a lot of scenes. Like you said, mm-hmm. haven't even seen James McAvoy in two episodes, three. <sighs> but like, God, he was overacting that. It just like it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was just gonna say there was a lot of emotional, and I think part of it was the acting, but part of it was I think a lot of it probably was the script. We had no ground. We literally just learned about his dead kid. What at the end of last episode or something? Yeah. Right, and it's so, so incidental to the current storyline. It's true. It's it's not really relevant. And, but it might. And it also might have been different if he had referenced having lost a son from the first episode on when she was with, you know, what is it? The gypsums. What are their names? Egyptians. 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 Not, not the stone. Wasn't gypsum a stone? Anyway. Um, (laughs) But like if they had sort of built that on, there was just no, it was zero to 60 in terms of emotional investment. I was like, I am not with him yet. I am not, I'm not there like open sobbing with my head back. Like, because that's what he was doing. I did not know how to react to that. And I felt uncomfortable. He literally went from zero to 100. Yes. Yes. 100%. It went a lot farther, like more than I thought. Also, I know that they're not like upper crust British, but these are supposed to be British dudes, like mm. stiff upper lip to 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 immediately go. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I didn't like it. The end. <laughs> hey, repress, repress, repress. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, 
But I mean, I think Serafina was super cool. I definitely want to see more from her. She looked great. Do we? Is she? Does she factor into the books more? Mm-hmm. Yes. She becomes super important. Okay. We meet a lot of witches, and it's great. I love that. Well, they said they said she said something about going to have to see her sister witches, and I was like, I want to see your sister witches. Yeah. There are so many. Awesome. And they're all babes. And you can okay. Also, do you might have talked about this last episode when I was not with you? Uh, what is cloud pine? It, it's cloud. It's it's not like um, Sakura. It's not like Hardcaptor Sakura. It's it's just uh, it's just a type of pine that they use as broomsticks. Oh, it's not super special. They only need like a branch of it, like a tiny branch, yeah. not like a whole log. So if you get a witch's if you get a witch's cloud pine, then you can summon them. Yeah. Okay. And also, they can't fly if you take it from them so it's like but wait then how is she flying if that was the, the cloud she has, pine she has, she has it well, she has a bunch it of it it was just really dark and I don't think you could see it in her hand oh so she just like holds a little bit in her hand and it, it's like it's yeah. like the okay it's like the Peter Pan happy thoughts yeah thing. gotcha okay okay I can buy it did you guys like the I don't know if it was like meant to be like a, a tattoo or like scarification yeah. or something all over. It looks to me like uh, like the scars people get when they're hit by lightning. And I was like, oh, did she get like hit by lightning? Maybe that would be a cool detail. I don't know. It looked dope. It looked real. Costume cool. designers for the win, man. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not true, the fact that you thought of it, like, good job, costume designers. Mm. Right. I loved it. I was wondering. What, I wonder. I was wondering if that had any significance. Because yeah, because it kind of looked like roots, sort of. Yeah. And I thought maybe she was just because she was a woodland witch, and maybe there were different kinds of witches, but I didn't know. I think there are actually. Awesome. Really. Yeah. They're different clans, at least. I forget what they do. There are clans. I just yeah. I also don't remember. Uh, can I tell you how long it took me to um, figure out what the ghost that Lyra was talking about meant? And then when I figured it out, Tell I was us, like, Bajaya. oh, Tell no. Us. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. sad. The ghost was Billy. Can wait? Can we, before we get to the ghost, Billy, I have a couple questions about bears. Okay. <laughs> there are s- several kinds of black, white, brown, sorry, go ahead. Yes, uh, and polar. That's it. Those are the only kinds of bears that exist. Um, There's only three. Okay, well, Yorick, is his name Yorick? Yeah. yeah. Okay. York, he said something about a small bond bear. Am I making that up? Oh, oh, okay. I have a, I have wrote on Svalbard bears. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, that is not something that I remember. Oh. Svalbard bears is really hard to say when you're pretend you're trying to do a bear voice, I think. So it sounds like he has a mouthful of mashed potatoes when he's saying okay. it. Okay. I was like, I was like, what's a small bond bear? <laughs> also, I looked up the guy and I was like, there's no way. He's like a 27 year old dude. I'm like, there's no way that guy yeah. has that voice. Anyway. Yeah, so no, so Svalbard is a place, okay. and that's where all the other bears live, and that's uh, where the bear king uh, from the last episode, that's like where his kingdom uh, is. Okay, that makes sense, because he said he was a prince, but then I was like, I was wondering, a Svalbard bear, okay, because I was like, what's a small bond bear? I didn't know, like, <laughs> yeah. were there large is, bond bears? He is out on a very small bond. That's what, I, honestly, I was like, <laughs> I don't know, or maybe somebody invested in the government and he can't claim it until he's come of age and he gets like five dollars for every four or something um and then also why was he not wearing his armor when he accompanied uh lyra to the scary place they needed to go there very fast yeah oh his armor slows him down althea meter yeah Okay. They needed to get there very fast. Okay, that makes sense. But I was like, it seems like a really dangerous time. It seems like a really good time for him to be wearing armor. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. Armor don't protect you from ghosts. Yeah, it's true. Ghosts can go through armor. It's Mm -hmm. a well-known fact. Famously. (laughs) You heard it here first. You heard it here. Ghosts can go through armor. Every, Every episode we have hashtag ghost facts. Hashtag ghost facts. And hashtag bear facts. So do you want to get into the meat of this episode, which was yes. no fish? Yeah. Yes. So Bajaya and Sarah, do you guys want to talk about how you felt about it? And then me and Christina will yell about fish. Yeah. yeah sure. Sure. Yeah, tell us how it made you feel. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a letdown because we were in the spooky village and there was no one else around and nothing real mm-hmm. spooky happened. It was kind of just like they walked in. She was afraid. She opened a door. There was a poor little baby belly. And then that was it. So it kind of felt like a lot of buildup mm. to get to the village um, 
for not a lot to happen in the village, but but I mean, I guess we didn't need anything to happen there. It just felt kind of anticlimactic for us to just find a poor little baby Billy. But poor dude. That made me sad. I was so stressed about getting to this part of the episode because I have read this part of the book and it's just so fucking sad because his demon gets ripped out of him and I did not expect him to die. And her finding him, that was just just really sad and I, I hated it. But I also loved it because I thought it was a very emotional scene. Yeah, I thought when he had actually brought him back, um, I thought that was really sad but really emotional. And like I said, that was a really impactful... It was one of the first moments I've actually felt emotionally impacted by the show when when he died and then they had like the sort of the ceremony for him because before i mean i i I, i'm enjoying it but i haven't really been emotionally invested in anybody's pain yet um and that was but it's also really sad when cute little kid dies so that's hard i also thought it was sadder because he had glasses and um longer hair in the oh, last that's episode. Right. And they, they shaved it. They took off his glasses. And he had, like, scars on his forehead. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of tried to, I guess, imitate, um, or imitate, uh, translate. It's like a lobotomy? Not lobotomy. Um, Trap, trepanning. Like, experimentation. Yes. That's what it is. Well, uh, both of mine count. That's true. <laughs> In fact, you have no no idea how relevant the word trepanning is, but we'll get to yeah. that at some oh, other no. point. It's actually, it comes up a lot. It's actually not gross either. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to... I should not be such a dick about this. Sorry. No, I just feel like that's a... No, it makes me feel good that I, I am on the beat. But also, I've never had an, a, a trepanning experience. It hasn't been gross, so... <laughs> you personally, many trans trepanning experiences. Me personally, you know. Trepanning experience <laughs> is the name of my grunge band. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we're doing it. We're forming a band. Let's go. We're on tour this, <laughs> this summer. So I thought that was sad. Uh, also, Pan was really Pan was really cute as a little Arctic fox, which I know is oh, not yeah. the point, but it was real cute. No, it was good. It was super cute. I actually was upset uh, with the lack of communication with uh, between Pan and uh, Lyra. Amen. Yeah, they don't talk much. Yeah, no, but they that's don't. That's been true from first episode. Yeah, which is which a bummer. Continually driving me more and more crazy, but. I legitimately forgot that there were demons. When I heard Pan talk after she got off York, I was like, who the fuck is talking? You're like, who's talking? Yeah, I actually had I actually had that moment too. I was like, is somebody there with her? Did she take someone else along? And I was like, oh. So that kind of gets into my problem with this these scenes, because like Here we go. I agree with you guys, like it was emotional during the funeral and everything, and um Anne Marie Duff, who plays Ma Costa, is killing it. She's doing a great job. She carry I think she carried most of that scene. Yeah, like, yeah I think me, so for the, sure. The emotional core that it's trying to hit when you find out he doesn't have the demon did not land with me at all because nope. they don't emphasize the demons at all yes. in the show. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I think I was less sad. The demon thing it was more about him dying. It was yeah, sad. that was yeah. sad. Yeah, but like where like Lyra is instantly like, "Where's your demon? Where's Ratter?" I was like, "Well, first off, like." His demon could just be, like, a cricket in his coat. Like, you don't know that it's gone. Right. The fact that she immediately jumps to it being gone. It, and, like, when he they bring him back, to everybody's like, where's his demon? Where's his demon? It's like, okay, you're this is a little forced. And then, like, yeah, uh, we've literally never seen Ma Costa's demon. Right. Like, yeah, so we haven't. Does she have one? She has that one, right? Yeah, they all have to. And they all have to be within, like, three feet of them at all times. And we basically never see most of them and we don't get the, the best one demon human relationship we've had so far is Lee Scoresby and Hester, which was last episode. Yeah. And then she didn't speak at all this episode. She just looks sad at one point. The other thing that they could have done that they didn't do was last week we talked about how the music and the scoring was doing a really good job. This week is I can't sustain that because what they should have done was cue the eeriness with the music, when she's like, you don't have a demon, they needed a specific scoring in there mm-hmm. to be like, this is uncomfortable, this is eerie. The reason that we feel, like, they were trying to telegraph, like, she feels something and she's articulating it, mm-hmm. but I didn't, it wasn't there. 
I think they were trying to make it sad too fast. Yeah. Like, they jumped and, like, so the fish thing. Okay. Do you want to explain the fish thing? No, no, no you do I just yelled. Uh, can I say something yeah. before you yell about the fish thing? Um, <laughs> I thought the funeral scene for um, Little Billy would have been better if um, the other demons would have been there. Yeah. They were. They showed them. But, like, yeah. three of them. Yeah, I, that's true. You know, or like the scene where like they're they're hugging him as he's dying, and it's Ma Costa and Tony, and neither of their demons are present. Or when when he got there, at least it's true. All right, so the fish thing. So so she finds Billy in the the fish hut, right? And so in the book, oh, okay. So, so it's it, the fish other hut. than the fact that it's another character in the book, in the book he's holding on to one of the dried dead fish. And like oh, I clutching it, about like that. a now you yeah, like so it's sad. like a like it's his demon that he's lost, and he's just like desperately trying to hold on to this little dried fish, and it's it's it sells the moment so much more because and then when he dies, somebody takes the fish away, and Lyra freaks out, and she was like, "Yeah, you give him back his fish," and she like goes off on people's like that was like all he had because they cut away his demon, blah blah blah, and it's I like about that. it, it really sells sad. the the sadness of the demon being taken away more, but he's got this like yeah. sad little dried fish surrogate demon. Aww. And they didn't do that. And I was like, oh. And that would have been a perfect, it's like, it's so upsetting that they didn't do it because film is such a visual medium and that is such a mm-hmm. visual moment. They did a great way to show. They didn't need anything else. It would have been a better way to shorthand in, in cinema that the importance of the demon yeah. and how even as a child, exactly, you don't necessarily, you're not, like Lyra wasn't able to articulate why she felt so weird. Like she yeah. kept saying it's a ghost. I don't know why I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. And obviously he's a little kid. He's not going to be able to really speak, you know, prosaically about his mm-hmm. demon. But knowing the comfort that it brings and sort of having that base level, I think that – or that base level need and love or whatever for that is for your demon, I think that that would have been a really easy way, a really powerful way and, a, and an easy way to do that. It, w- it would have been so easy. And they skipped it for reasons I still don't understand. I don't get it either. Yeah. And the other thing that I know I've complained about it before, but it's particularly relevant here. In the book, Lyra, again, when she's so afraid, she's clutching Pan to her chest. And when yeah. she sees a kid without his demon she wants to hold pan tight like she she practically breaks his bones she's so scared but in this it's just like you don't have your demon the world is upside down it's so horrible and like forcing little kids to articulate things is never as effective as forcing little kids to emote things right yeah so i agree it (sighs) no fish no stars completely agree yeah i just like i feel like it really killed the emotional resonance of that part of the scene. And like, luckily you have the good actors and the, the good writing and the song for the funeral. Like that was great. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yeah. So it's a, they, they pulled it out kind of at the end, but like the bit that was really supposed to land home and supposed to be, and, and it's the reveal of like what they're doing at Bolvanger, and it's supposed to be horrific and shocking. And it's just sort of like, what? Right. They, if they felt that they still needed to articulate what was going on again and again and again, they should have known that they had a problem with their script. I was like, we already know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they thought the audience didn't get it at that point, they needed to have a hard talk with themselves about mm-hmm. themselves. Anyway, I I actually really hated a lot of the, the cinematographic and like narrative choices they made here. And the other one that didn't make sense to me was the one with how they introduced Will's mother and the yeah. stuff that is going on with him. But we can stay with the fish if you guys want to talk about that more. No, no, no. I think we said I think we said the good stuff about the fish. <laughs> the the fish is dead, like double dead now. Um, yeah. Aww. So one of the things that creates uncertainty and tension is when you don't know whether a character is crazy paranoid or Mm -hmm. paranoid for a really good reason and from the beginning we know that will's mother is paranoid for a good reason that she is actually being followed but in a book that's a lot less clear she has a lot of um ocd tendencies i know and she has a lot of like paranoid schizophrenic tendencies and so you don't Mm -hmm. know until the very last moment whether she's just kind of unhinged by the death of her husband 
But in this, it's like, right. it's so, you know, right it, instead of being scary and uncertain, it's so frustrating because yet again, you get to watch mm-hmm. another woman who is 100% right get gaslighted by the universe. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like someone's following me and everyone's like, you're nuts. And no, literally, we know that someone's following her. It's like, great. I haven't seen this a million times before. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you on that one. I, I think that's it's always though. I, I do think it's an, I, I agree with you. The gaslighting thing is frustrating, although I do always think it's kind of um, it, it's cliched, but sometimes it, it works and that she's being gaslighted and you're like, this is what gaslighting is. It's being told you're crazy when you actually are correct and she is correct. And so it's not true. Yeah, it's it's not being it's not showing that the gaslighting is good in any way. It's showing it that this person is actually completely sane and people are telling her she's not and she knows what she sees. That's fair. And I mean that is a positive. I mean she's not completely sane. Like they she does have there is something wrong with her. But. She has well she clearly has like O C D. She clearly yeah. has O C D because she's like counting at least in the show. She's counting the planks of wood to calm down, all this stuff, right? Like she has she has whatever her issues. Also her husband is presumably dead or and or missing. Don't know yet. Um, you know, so that's gotta make you a little batty. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, and then it's it's a, the typical good son helping out his his batty mom sort of you know dynamic. Yeah, and they they touch on um, something that again is like an inner monologue thing in Will's head, where the coach is asking like how he's doing and how she is, and he Will is desperately trying to be like, no, she's fine. We don't need help. She's just going through a rough patch because like right. in the book, there's this constant thread of like if if anybody in a position of authority knew how bad she was, they would take him away. So he's like constantly fighting this or this where he has to take care of his mom and he has to make sure that nobody knows how bad she is. And like, yeah, I wonder why she's keep where are the letters that she's keeping from him? Are those something that happened in the book? Yes. Okay. Yes, they will come to play. So I feel like she's like, you can read them. He's like, no, that's okay. What? Just read them, dude. She <laughs> said she was okay with it finally. I don't know. It's probably intimidating, right? I, like, I guess. You know, you build up this picture of your dad in your head, and then what if you, like, read his letters and find out he's a total and asshole? And she keeps saying that uh, he is like her, like him. Right. Yeah. And he's gonna finish his legacy. That's a lot of pressure. So yeah. he could either be an asshole, which is bad, or it could he could be really great, which is also bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because pressure. Because pressure. Under pressure. I will also say that the end. Well, I've I have two two things. Toward the end, when the the gobblers, I'm assuming they're gobblers or whoever, are raiding the camp. Yeah. Um. They spent a lot of time on that guy who was peeing who got killed. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, no one wants to die with their ding dong out, so that sucks. Mm. But also. That could have been time that they used for the fish. And now that I know about the fish, I'm like, okay, we saw a peeing dude. Was that supposed to be funny? That's not how I want to die. They're tartars, right? Yeah, they're tartars allied with Bullvanger. I thought they were supposed to be like Inuit uh, descendants. But my friend was like, maybe they didn't want people to be like, oh, they look Asian and... We don't want to do that. Well, actually, that was my, my next point was that it's interesting that even in fake England... The villains are coded as Russian. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, this is interesting. We got some Russian people, and they have, like, the Soviet snowsuit that they're going to give her. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Russians are still evil. We're okay with Russians. We can't, obviously, we don't want to get anything with Inuit. We don't want any, like, native people being bad, but Russians, we can no. totally still code as evil. Russians and zombies, always. My question, though, too, in relation to the the Russians None of them seem to have demons. Is that a CGI laziness or is that important? Yes. It's laziness. Okay. <laughs> laziness. Because I was looking for I was looking for all their demons and none of the none of the like women who were in that hospital part had demons. And I was like, either they figured out a way to extract the demons already. Oh, yeah. in the hospital, that is actually relevant, but it's not supposed to come up right away. And the yeah. fact that you're Noticing it is probably just down to the CGI laziness. Well, yeah, so that's I, laziness. We can revisit that, though. I will say, yeah. though, that I will say that I probably, if I were a casual viewer and not, one, hadn't read it, which I haven't, but hadn't been talking to you guys about the CGI la- Like, I don't think I would be noticing the demon thing as much. But I also yeah. think I would assume that not everybody has one. Right, okay. Really? Because you don't see every... Well, I don't know. You don't always see... And maybe, maybe I'm only paying attention to them because you guys have drawn my attention to it so much. 
But that's why, so I was looking for, now, the whole episode I was looking for people to have their demons or not have their demons. And I, when I saw that they didn't in the hospital, I was like, is that symbolic? Because they're in a place where the demons are being removed? A hospital. It was called, what is it? Bullvanger. Bullvanger or have the we, station. Have we called it Bullvanger before? So the the Bullvanger name comes from the witches and it means like the fields of evil or something. Right. But, have we, but the people who work there call it the station. But have we have they referred to it as Bullvanger before? Uh, just like last episode, I think, was the first time oh, we okay. heard it. Because I literally I had to put on a closed captioning because I had no idea what Lyra mm. was saying. I was like, we're in the bull hanger? What does that mean? <laughs> I, I, was, I couldn't understand anything she said. Okay. Okay. So we'll come back to that. That's interesting. Um, I'll have to ask Brad because he watched and got caught up last week, but he hasn't read the books and I don't think he's listened to the this. So I'll have to ask him what he's thought about the demons. How dare you, Brad? How dare you? Um, why didn't the alethiometer see those people coming to ambush them? Indeed. Just a question. She didn't ask. So, yeah, but it's also throwing out like side quests, like go to this village that has a ghost. <laughs> Just throw out it the could side be, like, quests. Also, don't investigate outside your tent at night. Right. Or hey, someone's going to attack, so maybe be ready. Because I wasn't yeah. sure when the people, two people, were sitting at the fire. I was like, okay, either these two people are going to be ambushed, or they're going to be ready and they're going to attack, mm. and it's all a setup, you know. But it wasn't because nope. she told, <laughs> um, she told Lord, Lord. What's his face earlier? That uh, far? Lord Far. Lord Farquad? Wait, what? Lord Far? <laughs> far. Because then there's Farder, right? Far. Yeah. Okay, man, that's hard. Okay. So Lord Fa, she told him about, you know, she alethiometered what was going to happen if they invaded or something like that. Yeah, she was looking for defenses. So I didn't know if that had to do with that yeah so she clearly asked it she just didn't ask it at the right time yeah the alethiometer has more or less agency depending <coughs> on what philip pullman felt like yeah it's also okay. possible that the alethiometer wants lyra to be a boat longer that's, that's true, too, true because wow. of what happens next episode wow that's cold as ice so that's alethiometer. possible cold as ice i have two questions that literally has nothing to do with the content of uh, the show okay Great. So if you want to go there, we can go there. Um, was there carpet on the wall of the house where Will lives? I don't think so. I didn't see any carpeting on the wall. I wasn't paying attention, on, though. On the master, on the master bedroom. Um, in the master bedroom. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. On the wall? I didn't notice it. It was not painted. It was very textured. Well, it could be textured wallpaper. Yeah. Because it, it was a very, be, like... But it very much looked like it was... Um, Textured carpet. carpet. It, it was a very like seventies style house, right? So, so could be. I yeah. would say it could be. All right. My next not um, relevant question is: weather doesn't seem optimal for um, cold weather. So why is Lee wearing that? Because <laughs> it looks cool. Because it looks so cool. It does look very cool. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, maybe it's like maybe it's like suede on the inside. I don't know. It'll keep you. Yeah. It'll keep. It'll keep you a little bit warmer than just cloth, right? Yeah. I guess. So it looks cool. It's not yeah. like Lyra's cool, uh, you know, Ikea monkey coat that she has. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but oh, it's so true. It's so cute. I love her coat. I would wear it in a heartbeat. Um, I was going to ask something about the one polar bear who was talking. No, there was, a, there was Mrs. Coulter. Was that in this episode? No. Last episode. God. It might have been in the uh, preview for next episode, too. Or she, no, she was talking to the one and she's like, you're going to be part of the magisterium. And he was like, yes, thank you. And I was like. Yeah, where she was like offering to get him baptized. Yeah, and I was like, you're such a dum-dum. That's not going to work out for you. Yeah. That was a, that was on further reflection, an even weirder thing to throw in in the middle of episode (laughs) five. I think there was like no better place to do it. So they were just like, all right, I guess we're putting it in here. It doesn't. Yeah, but it. Doesn't come up in the book at all until it's happening. Yeah, he had a fancy he had a fancy helmet though. I liked his helmet. He had a very fancy helmet. They're making a lot of choices that I don't understand, and I can't even on further watching. Don't really think that there's a reason for. So this has been interesting. I don't hate them, but I'm just like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm like why? Yeah, it doesn't seem like 
there was a lot of care put into the making. Like they, it seems like everyone was doing their jobs, and then whoever was doing this was like, "This definitely is a TV show that I'm editing." Not like, I don't know. Compare it to Lord of the Rings, which is just like such a passion project of a yeah of a fantasy <laughs> epic, and it was like every cut made sense, every pan angle, like everything made sense. And this is yeah, but they also took like. 10 years to make it yeah it's true and also i'm sure that peter jackson had a lot more influence in the editors uh in the editing process than the directors Mm -hmm. on this probably have i mean i'm sure they probably have some um commitment to it but i i bet they don't spend as much time in the editorial suite yeah there's there's certainly a bit of an arms race in regards to fantasy television going on right now and like premium television in general what with all the streaming services and like prime is like launching a bunch of huge fantasy properties in yeah. the next two years and like yeah so i could see why they're like we need to get this out and we need to get all those game of thrones people back yeah it's interesting the guy who directed this episode i looked up who it was and i was i was like his name is familiar and he actually directed a horror movie i saw recently called gwen hmm. which was kind of it was fine mm-hmm. it was like atmospheric but kind of it lacked something, so I can see where kinda maybe... Kind of like this episode? Yeah, I was kind of like... I kinda mm-hmm. see, actually, I still agree that this is maybe the best episode that I've seen so far. Okay. We could agree to disagree. I don't know. It, it, kept me, it kept me the most into it, but it also could be because now I'm understanding... I don't have to keep... Like, I had, I had fewer notes than I've had in previous episodes because I understood more of what was happening. But part of that's because I also have guessed a lot of what's going to happen, so I don't know if that's good either, but... I, mean, I think it's good to have a have this discussion with people who have different levels of engagement with the different properties because mm-hmm. like if you like this episode that's great like I don't yeah. have a problem with it it's just that like for me personally watching them take something that's so precious to me like yeah. Christina and I have eaten the apple and knowledge has poisoned us yes <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a dumb old Edenite just sitting yeah. there all naked still <laughs> to be fair, you're in paradise. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in that analogy, my blissful ignorance is really working for me. And guess what? I blissfully ignorantly enjoy this episode. <laughs> but like, if that's what the show is aiming for, that's fine. It's just that sometimes it seems like it's trying to also get me, the super fan, on board. Yeah, and then I get disappointed. Like if yeah. this were just like playing it straight, I would be like, okay. This is what we're doing. Until I get it. Should we do the demons yeah. of the episode? Steph, you said you had one. I do. I have mine ready. So I have one too. Oh, I give perfect. this episode a big fluffy Newfoundland dog. <laughs> because Aww. it was a big episode, but ultimately it was a bit of a wolf. <laughs> oh, you wow. fuck out of here. Wow. <laughs> Alright, Bajaya, what do you what's your demon? My friend and I agreed on that it's a dove because of Billy Costa and his sad death. Aww. Aww. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's really sad. Now you all lift us up because mine was super sad. Well, mine was going to be an iguana wearing sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, it was kind of like, it was, it was like, kind of funky and weird and like there was moments of suspense and freakiness but then it was kind of chill too and I felt good watching it. I like it. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Alright. I don't know if your demons can wear sunglasses but mine does. Uh, yes, 100%. The demon that I choose is an alive fish because it's cold and kind of slimy <laughs> and I wish it existed. <laughs> also, I am very, very bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it came all the way around. I think maybe yours and mine actually are technically the closest. If we're gonna, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna get nitty gritty, I guess that's fair. Maybe mine's like, I guess I could try to choose the type of fish, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have feelings. Oh, wow! Nemo's oh. mad right now. Fish are dumb and delicious. <laughs> and Bruce the the whale, uh, the shark. What? Delicious. Anyway, well. Guys. Some of us liked it, some of us didn't. Yeah. Next week the demons will be different. But the cast will be the same. We'll hope uh, our cast. Unless one of us forgets again. <laughs> or, or one of us is sick or busy. Sometimes, sometimes you're just sitting on your sister's couch drunk watching Sanditon and you forget about life. 
You know what? It's true. And the listeners missed out on the excellent uh, drunk phone call we had with you yes. where we got to see your sister's cute dogs. So it worked I fully, out. I fully support drunk dog. Yeah. Drunk plus dog. I had I had totally no concept of what day it was. I was just just in a land of my own. I'm sorry, yeah, my demon. Okay. My demon was a drunk sea otter. <laughs> <laughs> just I love it. Just floating and drinking nice. and watching the Jane Austens with my pugs. Delightful. Um, but yeah, so I'm sorry. I apologize again to all of you for being disrespectful. No, it's all good. We really don't mind it. as long as what you're doing is enjoyable if you had missed it for work we would have been upset. yeah i would have been yeah. upset too but you're having a good time but that's fair i hated it but all right so uh sign offs does anybody have anything they want to plug go in reverse order steph i'm steph o kingston on twitter and you can find me on the love to hate podcast and the shu podcast sarah uh, I'm Sarah. You can find me at her lady Tompkins on Twitter, and you can find me at PotterPod, and that's the Year Wizard Harry podcast. Bajaya. I'm Bajaya, and you can find me at Ethic Ninja on Twitter. You can find me on PotterPod and on Wintercrest Pod. Yeah, Wintercrest Pod. Wintercrest! You should watch or listen to Wintercrest Pod. Uh, and I am Christina. You can find me at Girl and also on the Happy Hell Hour which live streams every Tuesday, which is tomorrow, which is like mm. 10 hours. Yeah, I'm going to die. Unless you're listening to this on a Wednesday or a Thursday or any day True. except a Monday, and then it's not tomorrow. True. It's always tomorrow. Also never. That's true. Time is an illusion. <laughs> it's oh, just a social construct. I'm never not live streaming. How dare you drop these dank thoughts on me before bed. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. And on that note... Yes. Goodbye. Hold your fishes tight. Keep your demons close and your fishes closer. Yeah. (laughs) And your cat close too. It's fine. No, we won't. We never do. All right. So that was my first question. My first question? Oh, no. I was just saying that was my first question. I am oh. also very oh. sad. sorry to David because my cat is going crazy in the bathroom and she, she's hitting the door. You have a ghost, too. I do this whole have episode. a ghost. Yeah. Aww. Ghosts. And lost boy. Lost girl. In the bathroom. Wait. Do you, don't, do you not want to see my cat dance? I mean... We I'm can do both because I'm really enjoying it. watching Waffles dance. We can Very see it. The cute. podcast can't see it. Yeah. But she's so cute, cute, though. She is just trying to bite all the wires around my computer, so I Actually, have to hold her. When, when York was eating that carcass of that uh, 
that deer or elk or something, he looked just like my sister's dog when she eats bones. Aww. And I thought it was really cute. I was like, Alex <laughs> likes Scout. Oh, Scout is my favorite. I love her. I bet they took some of the, the modeling from dogs. From Yeah. Probably not easy to get modeling from polar bears. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow doubt it. I like this episode because it had more action, just like the Quidditch scenes of yore. Um, <laughs> I liked the episode. I thought um, all the actors did really well. I think the kids did really well. In you don't you don't have to give your full sum up yet. We're talking about the uh, the Billy stuff. Oh, yeah, god. specifically when they go to yeah. the village that's empty. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Well, David, cut out. Everything I said before. Um, <laughs> I thought we were talking about the whole episode. I am going to say that uh, Sarah meant to say Peter Jackson earlier, not Hugh Jackson. Did I say Hugh Jackson? Yeah. I met Peter did you, did Jackson. You? I don't I remember Jack- saying we know that. Wow. I was like, Hugh Jackson. Ex- wow. I'm sorry. I meant to say Peter Jackson. Nerd? No, I'm not. I'm a fake nerd girl. God. I'm I just doing this. a podcast about his dark materials at 1120 on a Monday night. <laughs> Just like a normal so popular fake. girl does. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would it? How great would it be if Hugh Jackman directed Lord of the Rings? What would it be like? Would there oh be? What if Hugh Jackman was Lord Azrael? That would be hot. <laughs> it would I don't be. Know, I like, but I, I love you. Yeah, all of you like James McAvoy. But we don't. We don't see Fine. him, so it doesn't matter. Apparently, that's true. Yeah. 